0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. I am still in Albuquerque and we're having a lovely time, Renee's Brother and uh, his wife are both here with us in the house, and we are. Uh, uh, they just flew in and they're going to be going down to the, the funeral with us. So we're kind of going to be heading down tomorrow, but today we're relaxing and joining celebration of the 4th of July, which already happened and has passed. And uh went and had a nice family time with Renee's mom and sister and other sister actually, two, three sisters plus her brother. It's a very nice time. So I've got to go pick up my daughter this morning early, so i got to come to you early this morning so I can go to the airport. So I don't have a ton of time, so why don't we just go ahead and uh, look into the Word. And we are Psalm 101, 103, and 108, as well as Acts chapter 13. I'll be starting in verse 26 to the end. So let's go ahead and pray. And we will get into the word this morning. Father, thank you for the, for this day. Thank you for helping us to get going, God, in the morning. And oftentimes what we need is just to be, again, thanking you for every breath that we have, for the, for the morning sunshine, the um, jobs we have, the family we have, the uh, ability to go out and run or exercise, do whatever we can, and just enjoy being with you in the morning. So thank you, God, for what we have in Jesus' name. Amen. We are looking again at the Psalms of David. It's interesting how we're back to David. I'm not super thrilled with my chronological Bible reading uh, algorithm that figured out the chronology of the the Bible uh, because we're back to David and and we've already we've already gone past David to Solomon and his son. So I'm not sure why this is coming up now, but we'll go ahead and look at it. A Psalm of David, I will sing loving kindness and justice to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. I will give heed to the blameless way. When will you come to me? I will walk within my house in integrity of my heart. I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. A perverse heart shall not depart from me. I will know no evil. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. No one who has a haughty look Or an arrogant heart will I endure. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a blameless way is the one who will minister to me. He who practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who speaks falsehood shall not maintain his position before me. Every morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land, so as to cut off from the city of the Lord all those who do iniquity. Psalm 103. A Psalm of David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgments for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens or above the earth, so great is is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for men, his days are like glass and a flower of the field, so he flourishes. And when the wind has passed over it, and it is no more, and its place acknowledges it no more, but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, and remember his precepts to do them. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his sovereignty rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, mighty in strength who perform his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, who serve him, doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his, in all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Psalm of David. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing. I will sing praises even when my soul is awake. Harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. I will give thanks to the Lord among the people. I will sing praises to you among the nations, for your loving kindness is great above the heavens. And your truth reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and your glory above all the earth, that your beloved may be delivered Save with your right hand and answer me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will exalt. I will portion out Shechem and measure out the valley of uh, Sukkoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the hamlet of my hand. Judah is my scepter. Moab is my washbowl. Over Edom I shall throw my shoe. Over Philistia I will shout aloud, Who will bring me into the besieged city? Who will lead me to Edom? Have you yourself... O God, rejected us? And will you not go forth with our armies, O God? O give us help against the adversary, for deliverance by man is vain. Though God will do valiantly, it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Psalm 108. So we have these three Psalms of David in a row, which should overwhelm you in its scope of how David viewed God, how gracious, how powerful, how loving he is. And he says, you have not done to us according to our righteousness. You have not treated us according to our iniquity. And he sees God as fair and overly merciful at times and good and being able to save. And David was the one who was falsely accused by Saul. He was the one that always had to flee from Saul hide in caves, when he had done nothing wrong, when he was winning wars for Saul, you know, slaying giants, and what's Saul doing? Trying to kill him. He takes his wife away. He's got to leave family and friends. He's got to go live in the desert. He's got to live. He went from living, you know, the the most honored soldier in Israel to, to the most persecuted after doing everything right. So it is quite astounding how he could um, take this this whole tack, if you you could say it, and and overlook all of the wrongs that Saul had done, and even after he was king, the different things that had happened to him, and still count God is gracious. Of course, we know he would have said this after his sin with Bathsheba, when he was humbled. But uh, he saw all that was right in the world was in God. Everything that God was doing was was good and according to his righteousness, and it was by his hand that everything was being fought for and won in his life, for the kingdom, not by his own strength. So David didn't have the pride of these other kings. So, And of course, these are, these are the songs that we sing in church all the time. How many of us have forgotten we have sung many of those songs and forgotten that David wrote them and what he'd gone through? It's really good encouragement to go back and read those. All right, we're in the, the last half of of Acts 13 and again we're seeing these um the gospel going out to the gentiles and the church is now growing and the persecution is coming upon saul and now paul and paul going into these synagogues and and testifying about who god is connecting the dots for those and the synagogues the jews about who jesus was so this is where we pick it up brethren sons of abraham's family and those among you who fear god To us the message of this salvation has been sent for those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him, the utterances of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. And though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. When they had carried out all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children and that he raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm, you are my son, today I have begotten you. And as for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken this way, I will give you the holy and sure blessing of David. Therefore, He also says in another psalm, You will not allow your only one to go under decay. For David, after him, has served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep, and was laid among his fathers, and underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay, Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things, from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Therefore, take heed, so that the things spoken of in the prophets may not come upon you. Behold, you scoffers and marvel and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. As Paul and Barnabas were going out, the people kept begging that these things might be spoken to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, many of the Jews of the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, were urging them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, nearly the whole city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, since you repudiate it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life. Behold, we are turning to the Gentiles, for so the Lord has commanded us. I have placed you as a light to the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence. And the leading men of the city instigated persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of the district but they shook off the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. There you go with the, the transition in Paul's ministry from going from the Jews to the Gentiles after Peter had already been shown that the Gentiles were now to be included in the church. So a big uh, big transition and Paul is continually sharing with these Jews and explaining the Old Testament to them. In I don't know, three or four times he's quoting the Old Testament, just in this last part of chapter 13. But think how radical it is. For thousands of years, these Jews only believed that their sins could be forgiven by an animal sacrifice. Going to the temple, making sure it was spotless, making, having it examined, and uh, purchasing it, of course, bringing it to them, placing their hand on his head, and then having the, th- the throat slit and acknowledging that their sins were being transferred to that animal. And now Paul comes along. He says, God no longer recognizes that. Something that had been firmly established for thousands of years. He said, God is now forgiving sins only through Jesus, whom you crucified. <laughs> you, know, you, you could see how it would be a message that many people would resist. You're telling me that the only way I can be forgiven is to acknowledge that I killed that one heretic that was speaking blasphemy in their minds against the law of Moses. So you can see how the Jews would get pretty upset about a lot of this stuff uh, initially. And they did. And so we see that Paul now says, no, you don't want to listen to the word of the Lord. So I'm going to take it uh, now to the Gentiles. And so we have the Gentiles now, coming to that place where they are receiving God's word. And this is why so many of the, the Jews were, I mean, the, the uh, Gentiles were rejoicing uh, immensely at that. Now, Charles Spurgeon, But I will deliver thee in that day, saith the Lord, and thou shalt not be given into the hand of the men of whom thou art afraid. Jeremiah 39, 17. When the Lord's faithful ones are suffering for him, they shall have sweet messages of love from himself. And sometimes they shall have glad tidings for those who sympathize with them and help them. Ebed Melech was only a despised Ethiopian, but he was kind to Jeremiah. And so the Lord sent him this special promise by the mouth of the prophet. Let us ever be mindful of God's persecuted servants and he will reward us. Ebed-Melech was to be delivered from the men whose vengeance he feared. He was a humble black man, but Jehovah would take care of him. Thousands were slain by the Chaldeans, but the slowly Negro could not be hurt. We too may be fearful of some great ones who are bitter against us, but if we have been faithful to the Lord's cause in the hour of persecution, he will be faithful to us. After all, what can a man do without the Lord's permission? He puts a bit into the mouth of rage and a bridle upon the head of power. Let us fear the Lord, and we shall have no one else to fear. No cup of cold water given to a despised prophet of God shall be without its reward. And if we stand up for Jesus, Jesus will stand up for us. That's powerful. Father, thank you for this encouragement and this word this morning, and we do ask, God, that you make us ever mindful of those around us who are encouraging us and also encouraging the church, those who have put you first in all things, God, and are willfully going to the front lines of the battle, be it physical, spiritual, whatever it is, to be ministering your word, thinking about the pastors that are in Ukraine and in Russia that minister to the soldiers that go out of their way to bring hope to those that are hurting and dying uh, and jeopardizing their own lives in any of the war-torn areas, Father. They know people are going to perish and go into eternity. And so they look to the greater battle that's being fought between heaven and hell, and they go and offer hope. God, continue to use them, bless them mightily, God, and help them in their financial needs with their food and with their safety. Keep them safe, God. Make them like Paul and Barnabas, as they go and proclaim the word to many times people that are kind of resistant. But because of the nature which they do and they know eternity is staring them in the face, they can be very open. So we pray for that. We pray for those opportunities all over the place, wherever we are, in our own cities, in our own towns, that we help. it. God, you could just use us to be bold. And that you also use us to be kind to the poor and kind to those that are in need and recognizing the things that that we can do to be given a cup of cold water to those in a time of need. Those that are ministering your word, but also those who are slowly dying, as we all are, of, of hopelessness and sinfulness and, and not knowing where to go. That they would see the kindness of the, the servants of God and let that be the thing that leads them to repentance. So thank you, Father, for these blessings we have. As you continue to bless our day and, and bring in, God, just new opportunities for us. And for those dealing with physical issues, emotional issues, God, may you continue to open them up to your love, your protection, and your healing. To trust you as we're reading here. To learn to trust in you. Thank you, Father. We love you very much. And we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there you go for a slightly shortened version of for Breakfast. God bless you guys. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.